Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. This morning we have amazing and powerful testimonies. We have two powerful, powerful, powerful testimonies in the house. Help me welcome Mr. Osei to bring us the first testimony for the day. Mr. Osei. Oh, encourage him with your hand clap. Encourage him with your hand clap. Wow. Mr. Mr. Say, you seem to be very popular. I think there's no need for you to introduce yourself, because <laughs> please, please introduce yourself to the church. My name is Osei from High Speed. Wow. Oh, High Speed, instead of you to put your hands together, the angel of miracles is in High Speed, and instead of you to tap, you are sitting there, you are, you are being somewhere, baby. Meanwhile, you know you need a miracle. <laughs> Please tell us what your testimony is about. My testimony is actually about how my sister got saved from embarrassment and debts. Wow. I don't think they can hear you clearly. What is your testimony about again? Uh, my, it's about my sister getting um, saved from, saved from embarrassment, embarrassment and, and debts. Debt. Please tell us how it happened. Okay, so I have a younger sister that I don't really talk to. But then. Say, man. Don't look at him some way. Some of you are here. There are people you are not talking to. So I only talk to her when I need something from her. So, uh, she's your ATM or like that? Something. She's in the university. She's, oh, okay. uh, she's in UPSC. And then she's a class rep. So she's very stressed in school. So I was, uh, I'd come to church and then we'd close from, um, I think it was Tuesday. Um, seventh and seventh Amden. You mean last week Tuesday yeah, last week. when Sister Joy declared a fasting and prayer for the yes, week. Please. When we had finished praying, we had the seventh yeah, Amden tree. How many of you were here for the seventh Amden tree? Oh, yeah, so I think when we closed, I was still around, so I got to my hostel very late. And then I had a message. Like she doesn't text me that way, but she sends a message with a lot of crying emojis. Hmm. So I was wondering. I was, I was like, I, I didn't even think about her. I was thinking about my parents in the first place. That's when something had happened to them. But she's very close to them. And then I, she sent me a VN, a voice note. So she was crying. And then she was like, she took someone's phone to make a call. And then she took it to her room. And then she left it on the bed. But then she forgot to take it back to the owner. So she went to learn. And when she came back, the phone was not there. Mess. Hey. But then she left the phone in the room whilst her roommate was still there. But then when she came back, the phone and the roommate, both of them were oh. there. 
Someone say, Iye. Yeah, so she was telling me and she was crying. And I said, oh, let me call her. But when I called her, she was crying. And I told her that, ah, you're a Christian. Why are you calling me and crying? I'll hang up if you cry. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> what a brother. What a shepherd. <laughs> so I told her that she should stop crying. She stopped. And then she narrated it to me again. Then I told her that, ah, so it's because of this. And then I'm crying. So I said, just give me the roommate's name. Just give me the name. And then. She was like, hey, I said, no, just give me the name. Give me the name. You see, some of you, when you receive an instruction, you'll be battling with them. Just give me the name. The name. So, yes, so she was like, but what about the phone? I said, oh, just give me the, the name. The name. Then she gave me the name, and I actually forgot about, I forgot what she had told me. So I was just doing my own thing. And then on Thursday, uh, mommy was at a convention at BTC. Okay. So after the Prayer time. I went there with Harmony. Okay. And then when we were there, Mommy said she was actually on Second Peter chapter one verse three. Yes, I was there, so I remember. Yes, and she was talking about um, how most of us don't have the knowledge of God. Yes, and then we don't, and we so it prevents us from, it prevents us from um, receiving certain blessings yes. from God. Yes. So I was like, oh, I mean, I know that my God can actually save my sister because my sister didn't misplace the phone. So I still didn't pray on Thursday. I didn't pray about it. <laughs> After asking for their name. <laughs> so on Friday, the last day, when we came here, Pastor David was leading the Prayer. prayers. And then also I also remember that mommy says some of us we pray for ourselves too much, but she pray for yeah. other people. Yeah. How many of you remember she said that? So on Friday I said, okay, I'll not pray for myself. I'll just pray for my parents and my siblings. Was, when I was praying, I, and then it came across my mind. I said, Oh, but how would I pray about this one? Then I said, Okay, I'll just pray for peace of mind for my sister. Wow. And then I prayed. So yesterday evening again, around the same time, 11. And then she texted me again. She was very happy. I was like, Ah, why? She said, Oh, my prayer, I prayed. It was actually very good because she was just there and then. The other boys, the boy that she had misplaced their phone came back to her that they came back to the room to look for my sister. But when they came, they realized that their roommate was hiding something in their bed sheets. And then they came back to her and then they, she had put the, um, the phone in between the bed and the bedboard. Uh, their roommate. Yeah, girl. And then she told me about it and I was like, okay. And then my sister was like, Right now, dear, she's just waiting for the semester to end, so she'll change the room because wow. she can't actually. May God deliver you from roommates who are thieves, and may God help you recover anything that has been stolen from you in Jesus' name. Yeah, so, uh, with all these things happening, I told them not to call my, I told them not to call my parents because they were actually they were going through a lot. So I told them not to call her, but they should just tell me. So I would like to tell the church that yeah, anything mommy says over here. In as much as you are not listening, even if it's a scripture over there, I should actually take it very serious. Amen. But you should listen. It's not like in as much as you are not listening. <laughs> Come on, church. You should put your hands together one more time. You see, this, this could have been very embarrassing for the girl, and she would have had to pay back either in cash or in kind. By, yeah, it's serious. Because you just collected the phone to make a call. You leave it and then your own roommate steals it. 
May God deliver you from such roommates, from such friends, and from such relatives. Amen. I think you should put your hands together and glorify God one more time. Amen. Our second testimony is by L.P. Aquile. Why don't you put your hands together and praise God. Hi, church. Hello. Hi, church. My name is Aquile. I'm a pastor in charge for the film stars. Wow. So my testimony yeah. is about how I was saved from a near-death experience. Wow. And so one of the days, as we were fasting and praying as a church, I remember um, there was a particular hour that Sister Joy led us to pray about um, divine escapes. Divine escape. That was, calm down, that was last week when we had the fasting and prayer. We were asked to come here at 6 p.m. each day from Monday to Friday. And Sister Joy herself led the prayers here. Here. And then for one of the prayers, she prayed for divine escape. Yes. So, um, I remember after the prayer, I mean, I had to go home as usual. So, I boarded a Trotsky and I was sitting in front. So, I, had, I was going to take Janshan actually. You were sitting in front of in the front Trotsky. Of, wow. Yeah. By the driver. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the other the main tech entrance, the other one, the one close to the police station. Okay. When you are going to take junction, you have to make a turn. So when we got there, it was actually raining at that time. So mm -hmm. when we got there, the driver stopped. There was a VIP and articulator, a trailer coming. And yes, um, you know from Kenton Corner down, side. it's like it's descending. Yeah. So when you are at that place, it's like you are at the base. So I don't know what entered our driver. Like, he decided to make a fast turn. See, and may God deliver you from sad drivers who, who don't think in a certain way. So as the driver decided to turn, I mean, we entered the first lane and the engine went off. Say, uh, And <laughs> when the engine went off, the driver said, Yehu. God for say God for pain. Say God for really pain. At that moment, there was a certain silence in the car. There will be no silence. One, no one was in the mood of blasting There'll the driver be because we we knew we were dying. Because where the trailer and the VIP had gotten to, we were just seeing lights. There was and no rain. stopping. There was, there no, was stopping. no stopping. And at that moment. I remember like a number of times I've thought, I've thought to myself that oh in case I'm able to like maybe die one day what will I do or will I say a prayer or something but at that moment I realized that it was not a time of praying or even thinking about your life like you are just going and as we're looking at the lights and the cars coming I don't know how, but I just feel an angel just come on, just pause there. Trailer. You missed a because good place to put your hands together. Because, because um, the trailer was in the inner lane and the VIP driver was in the outer lane. The speed that they, they couldn't stop, the, the speed the VIP driver came to pass in front of us, the wind can push like it, it, it was that serious. So I don't know how, because for a trailer to break, it takes a certain time. And it was also like they, like they were descending. 
I don't know how, but the trailer was able to like manage. I think the an angel just paused the an car angel. for some time and was able to, I mean, maneuver and pass in front of us. And like people were just quiet in the car. Were, like no one at that moment is not a driver. One, no, we were all just quiet. And after I realized that Sister Joy's prayers had covered us. I don't know how my life would like by this time gone too soon. the trailer passed, the driver told the maid to come down, and because it was raining, so the maid had to push the car towards the CCC road, because that place descends, so I could start the car again. Daddy, I was just quiet as I got to my room, and I was like, this is God that has saved me. So church, I want to tell us that it is worth it to be part of any spiritual activity, because I'm imagining if I was somewhere, I don't know how the prayer would have covered me. And that period, I remember, because Sister Joy really stayed on that prayer for some time. We stayed on it for some time. And if I was joking, maybe I would have been dead. So you don't know when your death is coming. You don't know. And I want to say that as the driver, like, as we were all quiet, I, I didn't feel any fear. Wow. Like, I was just at peace in the car. I was just at peace. And I was just looking at the light. And it reminds me that in First Timothy 1 and 2 wow. Timothy 1, 7, it says that for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. So if indeed something like this happens, I don't know what you are going through. Maybe it might be like it's like it's the end of it. But when God gets you, he will get you through the process. And I thank God that I was, I was having sound mind at that moment. Amen. I was sitting by her all through the week. We were sitting together. We we're here together. Amen. The lady pastor has said it all. I have nothing useful to add. A word to the wise. When prayers are declared, when fasting is declared, don't take yourself out of it all. Don't take town church. Don't, last week I said it here that don't take yourself out of it. And we're here, we saw the numbers. Don't take yourself out of it all. Because you may never know limited. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, put your hands together again for them. God bless you, dancing stars. God bless you, choral stars. Fountain of Life, Gospel Choir. Hallelujah. And CPS, God bless you. Amen. We've had powerful, powerful testimonies this morning. Amen. Powerful, wonderful testimonies. And today, again, our pastor is here to bless us. Hallelujah. If today is your first time here, I want you to relax in your seat and pay attention and listen to the pastor God has given to us here. And I believe your life will be transformed. Hallelujah. And this morning, I want you to put your hands together to welcome our pastor, the bishop of this cathedral. Put your hands together for Sister Joy Philippe Bruce. Put your hands together for her. Hallelujah. Wow, I tell you, the Lord has had mercy on us. <laughs> Help you, Aquili. You almost made me cry in the service, I tell you. Hey, mercy. May you escape. I said, may you escape. Yeah, may you escape. Sometimes you don't plan many things and they happen. Amen. Lift up your two hands. 
I love you, Lord. People help me. My voice is gone, eh? Mercy never fails me. In all my days, I've been held in your hands. Oh, just remember him this morning. From the moment that I wake up, until I lay my head, oh, I will sing. Of the goodness of God. All my life you've been faithful. All my life you have been faithful. Mm. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am made, oh, I will sing. Of the goodness of God. Oh, come on, you want to say, I love your voice. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire. In the darkest night, you are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. And I have lived. In the goodness of God All my life All my life you have been faithful All my life you've been so, so good
Wow, are you glad to be in church? Hey, I'm not hearing the yes well. Are you glad to be in church? Amen and amen. I believe that God is just dealing with us and just doing something with us. Amen. Are you there? Sometimes as a believer, you think that, not even as a believer, just as a person on earth, you can easily think that God has forgotten you. But I just want to tell you that he's not forgotten you at all. Hey, push your neighbor and say, he's not forgotten at all. You see, when a sheep is walking on the road, it's as if it has no owner. It's just walking. It's just walking on the road. Recently, I was coming back to my house, almost midnight. There were sheep walking on the road. Almost like they have no owner. If you like, if you like, if you like, just take. That's when you know that there's an owner. Are you seeing it? We are his sheep. The Bible calls us the sheep of his pasture. Hallelujah. Amen. And so as you are there, and it's like he has forgotten. If you like, let somebody, let, they should just try. Turn, but they should just try. That's when they'll know that you have an owner. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord again. Amen. I forgot. I made you sit down before we, we said our confession. So please, rise to your feet. Let's make our confession. It's a very important confession. And we are bringing the Bible back to church. I'm happy to see. Hey, Charlie, I love your Bible. Oh, Mr. George, it's a good, I mean, it's an announcement. <laughs> Lift up your Bible this morning. Ask your neighbor, if your neighbor is holding a phone, ask them, where's your Bible? Tell them, stop those catcher things. None of you don't have a Bible. Hey. Your wife too doesn't have a Bible. You're only holding phones. Ah. That's not me. My Bible is on the phone. Nobody reads their phone for long. We are bringing the Bible back to church. Lift it up. Let's make a confession. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may sit down, take your seat. You may be saying, what's the use of this confession? The things that you are confessing, your words. The Bible says that the power of life and death is in your mouth. So as you are saying it, it's happening. Amen? As, as you are saying it, it is what? It's not easy to be a Christian, oh. Eh? Say, I've been trying. The day you say that, as for this month, I'll do my quiet time every day. That is the month that you do the first of the month, the second of the, the third, not that you were late, you are even forgot. Mm. Then day four, you were late. Then day five, somebody annoyed you so you didn't pray. Before you are aware, the month is like the one before. Mm. Okay, I'm speaking to strangers. I guess you are angels. Hey! Hey. I thank God it doesn't depend on us. It doesn't depend on me. Yeah. Salvation is what? A free gift. Yeah. It's a free gift. Not our works. If it was our works, we are trying, oh, but the truth is that as we are trying, you see when you are a child, you see you're a child trying to help you to do something. You are trying to sweep. Then the child has also taken the broom. What well, is even scattering what you have brought together? He's even scattering it more. That's how we are before God. We say we are helping, we are working, we are trying to, not knowing that we are rather like a child who is scattering the work. But in his mercy, he gathers us and he helps us. Hallelujah. And so you want to celebrate God and you want to value 
what should I say, his input in your life. Amen. Oh, it's a good place to put your hands together, your hands together. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, we have been talking about hell. <laughs> if the subject hell makes you uncomfortable, it's a sign. It's a sign. Yeah. You see, when you talk about a grave, usually the young people, because they think their time has not soon, they don't mind. It's the older people who say, that, hey, my time is near. Then they'll be shivering. Then they'll start telling you, you don't mention it like that. <laughs> the truth is that they're afraid. And so if as I'm talking about hell, you're afraid, it's a sign to you. Either you are not born again or you haven't yet understood all that is inside your born again ship. Are, are you getting me? So you're still afraid of it. But as you begin to understand it and you see what the Lord has delivered you from, you have confidence. You have confidence. You know, when you give your life to Christ, there are many things you may not understand. I remember giving my life to Christ. Why did I believe? I don't know, but I believed. And the Bible says that it's something that he gives if he's calling you. But I couldn't understand why he had to shed his blood for me to die. I mean, why did he have to die? It was a big problem for me. Why did he have... And that understanding took a little time to come. So sometimes there are some parts of what you believe that are not so clear to you. Are you with me? But I'm praying that as we go through this series, you begin to understand more of what it is you have believed. And if you have not yet believed or believed well, or you have not given your life to Christ, I am praying that what you are learning will help you to make your decisions. Hey, are you there? Hmm. I wonder why you are so quiet today. Hmm. Let's see. Hallelujah. Are you there? Mm-hmm. Good. I was going to preach something else, but somehow the Lord is pushing me into another aspect. So allow me to just flow. Allow me to just flow. That the church it doesn't belong to us. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is here to just guide us. And, and we need to understand more. The more you understand. That's why Jesus said something. He said, when you understand, that's when you are saved. You see, he was talking to people. He said, seeing they see not. So your eyes are open, I can't see anything. Hearing they hear not. And many of you are like that. Then he said that lest they are able to see and they are able to hear and they are able to understand and thereby be saved. Are you seeing it? So there's something very important about seeing something. Some of you have been in church for a long time, but you don't understand anything. Hey, sh- I am praying today that that cloud will lift so that you can understand. Many of us, we fear demons and fetishism and those things more than God. We respect them more. The story is told of somebody behind his, the wall of his house. People used to pee there. And he put a sign there saying, no, you're nating here. And they never minded him. <laughs> Until the day he went and put a sign there, something. It was that, something like, <laughs> if you pee here, some curse, something, something will come on. Nobody, nobody pee there again. Nobody pee there again. <laughs> you see, we have so much respect for evil. And very little respect for God. 
but it has to change. And it's because we don't fully understand what it is he has done for us or who indeed he is. If you understood it, I think you have more respect for it. And that understanding will also empower you. If I owe somebody and somebody else has paid for me but I don't know, that person can, the person I owe, can harass me. Uh. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Uh, let me see. I need, okay, I need two able-bodied people. Just come. <laughs> Just two. Okay. So, here we are. <laughs> so, Gideon owes me. God forbid. But he owes me. Every day I come to his house. Give me what you owe. You owe me, give it to me. Then one day, Pastor Danny hears of it. And as a good pastor, he says, let me just settle. He's just, okay. But he doesn't know. But he doesn't know. So he has settled me. But he doesn't know. Because he doesn't know, even though the thing has been settled, I can come and see him again tomorrow and say, hey, my friend, I said, pay me, where's my money? Where's my money? But the day that he comes to understand that the debt has been paid. If I even come and I want to say, where's my money? What money? Many of us. So many things that Jesus has done for us. But we don't know. We don't, we don't understand it. Or we haven't read it before. So the devil keeps coming and saying, hey, Come on, pay the debt. If I kneel down, kneel down, kneel down. If I do not leapfrog, you hold your ear. <laughs> He's making you do illegal exercises, saying that you owe him. Meanwhile, the debt has been paid already. The debt has been paid already. That is how it is many times with us. And that's why this afternoon I'm going to share with you how the blood of Jesus can save you from hell. Thank you very much, gentlemen. You have heard blood of Jesus. You have taken the communion. But many times we treat it as if it is magic. Are you here? Like some magic be when you go and see the uh, malam, then he will give you some beads. He said, I wear it on your waist. They should never get wet in the rain. They will work. That's a memorable. Are you here? And he can prove it to you. You don't know you have just fallen to the arms of the devil. Yeah. That's what we believe. But how can the blood, does the blood of Jesus work? And we think that it's just like how the malam is saying something, 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 something. Hell is real. And next week we'll continue on the hell. But today let me show you how the blood saves you from hell. Number one. The first thing you need to know about the blood is that it has supernatural power to save you from your sin. Supernatural power. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 1. Verses 18 and 19. 18 and 19. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain 
conversation received by tradition from your fathers. Next one. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Here we are. We are sitting down here saying that we are on our way to heaven, saying that we are born again, saying that we have forgiveness of sin. When we say let's pray and confess our sins, we confess it and we believe that it's all gone away. Not because of a bribe you went to pay. Are you there? Some of you where you work, you bribed and you got it. Some of you, the school that you are in, you bribed and you got it. Please, I'm not mentioning your name. Don't be annoyed. Just look straight and smile. Nobody will know that it's you. <laughs> are you here? But the Bible says that it is with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Now, why God has determined that it is blood that will wash away sin is something you and I cannot begin to question. That's how it is. So without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. As simple as that. So if you remove Christ from the equation, from the, then we need your blood. Then we need your blood. Every sin that you did yesterday will take a teaspoon of your blood. Multiply it by your age and see how much blood that is. Whether you'll still be alive. A teaspoon. Please, I need somebody to, let, to tell me how many liters of blood we have in the body. Yes, please. Some five. Five liters. How long will it take to drain away five liters a spoon at a time? And some days you sin more. So to cover the sin, we don't need a teaspoon. We need a bucket. So bring a bucket and we'll bleed you into the bucket that you are paying. How long will you last? Ask your neighbor, how long will you last? How long? So in the Old Testament, they used to catch animals and do. And God realized that the animals are come be There won't be enough to go around. As we say, we are how many billion right now? And he sent Jesus to pour his blood and to shed it once and for all. The remarkable thing about this blood is that it doesn't expire. Human blood expires. If you go and donate blood in the, in the hospital, you see that there's an expiry date on it. After that date, they will actually throw it away. It cannot be used. Are you here? It cannot be used. There's also blood. If my blood group is different from yours, I can't collect your blood, even though it is blood keeping you alive. My blood group is different. If I take yours and I put it, there will be trouble. If, you're, if they are not fast, you even die. Yeah. Are you in the house where you have traveled? But there is a blood that was shed. That it doesn't matter your blood group. It does not also expire. It does not also get finished. Anka, by this time, Anka, 22,021 years after the blood of Jesus Christ. But in the Bible, there's no expiry date for the blood. So the things that are said about the blood, they still hold true. Amen. It is not contaminated blood. Hey. Are you there? You need to understand that it is difficult to set people free. Yeah. If somebody has done something wrong and has even entered remand, how to get the person out? Very, 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 very difficult. Because when you have done something wrong, it's hard to let people come out. But with the blood of Jesus. Hey. I said, but with the blood of Jesus. It works. 
If somebody commits murder, do you know that when they arrest you, even bail they'll not give you? Most crimes, you can get bail. It's, a, it's like, go and wait in the house so we call your case. But murder, murder, no. As we have caught you, you are inside. You're not going anywhere. Nowhere. So your case comes up. Are you here? It is not easy to remove people who have entered a prison because they have done something wrong. Yeah. When I say it, my heart breaks, I remember a young lady. Hey, Nana Govis, how many years now? Like jokers, we are sitting, it's about almost three years. Yeah. Just bail, bail that we are looking for. Hmm, three years. Ah, I was not three. About three. Yeah. About three years. We can't bail her. Yeah. Are you there? Hey, the church is very quiet. Why well, you are remembering your own things, eh? And the things for which we should have put you inside. Hey. Mm. Wow. Mm. Even when it's a mistake, I want to read the story that I've always found so moving. This is our bishop writing. It says, one day, I visited a high-security prison in Africa. I was slated to preach to the inmates on death row that morning. Everybody in the section I went to was condemned to death. I was met at the sectional gate of that prison by a Bible-wielding gentleman who introduced himself as the leader of the fellowship. He looked and sounded like any ordinary pastor you would meet in a church. I asked who he was and he said, I am the leader of the fellowship in the condemned cells. I was amazed that such a spiritual Bible-wielding person would be in this place. I gathered courage and I asked him, what did you do that brought you to this prison? He smiled sheepishly at me and said, Oh, murder. Everyone in this section has been convicted of murder. I was silent for a while and wondered how such a nice person could kill anyone. Then I asked him, Who did you kill? And he said, I killed my son. Hey, I arrived at the meeting place and I looked at the congregation. The hall was filled with sincere-looking men who were praying earnestly to God. Suddenly, I was gripped with a strong desire to set them free. I felt in my heart that these were good people <laughs> who had repented of their mistakes. I wanted to rush to the main gate and command that the prisoners be set free. It was then that I realized I had no power to set these men free from prison. No matter what I thought, no matter how much money I had, it would take a very, very high power to get them out of jail. That's when I realized how powerful the blood of Jesus was. Amen. So powerful that I can bring you out of your things. Wow. Of your mistakes. Of the things that you have done wrong. Are you in the church or you have traveled? Hey. Please ask your neighbor. Do you know that you have an enemy? Yeah. Before you gave your life to Christ, you were under Satan. Let me just tell you clearly. And if you are here this morning, you have not given your life to Christ. You are still under him. And if you are here this morning, you gave your life to Christ, but you kept playing the fool with him. He has you in, under his control. The only way you can get out is by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. There must be some power in that blood to get you out. You want to test it? Maybe one day I should start giving you the testimonies of some of the people that you are seeing who are looking correct. Hey! The church has become very quiet in life. 
Everybody's hoping, don't bring my case. So don't, don't talk about my case. That's when you understand how powerful the blood of Jesus is. Are you there? You're getting nervous. I shouldn't remember you. Eh? Okay. Number two. The blood of Jesus has the supernatural power to prevent death. You see, there are natural things about blood. When you understand the natural, it's easy now to understand the supernatural. When you, something happens to you and the blood stops flowing, that part of your body starts dying. Because blood is not flowing through anymore. Are you seeing it? Hello, are you there? The Bible says the life, the life is in the blood. The life of the flesh is in the blood. So your flesh is dead. The reason why it's alive, blood is passing through. As soon as blood stops passing through, it's death. You there or you know there? Yeah. In the same way, the blood of Jesus prevents death. So sometimes you see that you are under threat. And you have to hide where? Under the blood of Jesus. Amen. When you remember the blood. That's why we do communion every Sunday. It's not entertainment, oh. Some of you have been drinking that, oh, I like this small drink. <laughs> and in some churches where they are able to afford the wine, then the Christian says, it's my only chance to drink wine, so let me drink. It's not that, oh. It's not that. It's a spiritual thing you are doing. And you are invoking the, the power of the blood. And Jesus taught us how to invoke it. He's the one who said, remember me, oh. Do this as often as you will in remembrance of me. Are you there? So when you, you are invoking his power as you take it. And that is why people take the communion and they find that peace comes. People take the communion and they find that healing comes. Because you are invoking that, you are remembering that cup, that blood is speaking for me and is able to prevent death. Are you in the house? Hey, the church is quiet. I keep on referring to the time that I found myself in the hospital earlier this year. And Prophet Makaya, you know him now. He's been here. Prophet Makaya heard of it and he called me because he was supposed to come at that time. So I sent him a message that I'm not around, I'm unwell, and so and so and so. he called me. Then he said, get your people to bring you, I mean, communion, and then I'll call you and we'll pray. Are you in the house? So, <laughs> the message got to Pastor Seth. And he brought, in fact, you can't enter the place, but you can send things in. And they brought me, um, I, <laughs> you see these wafers, they're flat one, because they don't spoil. And they had made the drink in two bottles. I remember when they brought it, I said, these people, pa, small community that I want to drink. Look at this thing that they have brought. <laughs> Are you in the house? Small communion. I mean, it's not just a little something. But you see, I didn't know what was ahead of me. He called me as he said, and he prayed a powerful prayer. And I was like, Lord, what do I do with this? And I just heard that. Anytime you want to drink something, drink it. I didn't know at the time that I was going to lose the desire to eat and to drink, and nothing was working. The only thing that was working was chewing that thing. That was all. Yeah. It was the only thing that worked. Yeah. 
So I would chew a little and drink the drink. That's breakfast. And chew a little and drink the drink. And that's lunch. And chew a little and drink the drink. And that's supper. I suddenly understood why God had led them to bring so much. I mean, the two is uh, water. What do you call it? So it's what? Is it 500 mils? Uh, so it's a letter. Five, yeah. And I drank it. Are you in the house? I strongly believe till today that that thing was one of the reasons why I didn't just... Yeah. It's a spiritual thing. And tell your neighbor, you are free to believe whatever you want to believe. But I'm also free to believe what I want to believe because I can see that what went on there doesn't make sense. Uh huh. It doesn't what? It doesn't make sense. So one day I remember, so it's like oh, your only food and drink is a spiritual something. You are invoking the blood over you. Some of you things have happened to you, and you are living in fear. You are living in fear, or you have gone to the hospital. These days we have some doctors who pronounce big, big words over some small thing. Then they'll mention some major sickness, and you just enter into fear. I'm saying to you that stop it. Go and find your what? Bread, your communion. Bread and the wine. And as for the prayers, you ask, we'll send them to you. Let the prayer pr- go on and take it because there's power in it to prevent death. Hey! The church is very quiet this morning. I don't know what you are thinking. Leviticus chapter 17. Let me just give you the scripture in verse 11. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement, an atonement for your souls. Sometimes you make a mistake. Take the communion. Sometimes you are what? Afraid. Take the communion. Hey, the church is very quiet. Oh. Yeah. The night we prayed that prayer about divine schemes. I asked you to go home and take the communion. Yeah, because at the time I couldn't just organize it in those few minutes. And we're a lot. You see. And this service, many of you were not here. And many of you, you are playing chaskele with your life. I've talked down, I've stopped talking. Yeah. And your excuses are a lot. Too many excuses. And my this, and my that, and my job, and my that. When will you wake up? My prayer for you is that you wake up before the end. Yeah. Are you in the house? Because that day, I had not planned to come here and say bread. And obviously, if I had planned, we would have organized it. Yeah. Hmm. We say fast, you won't fast. We say pray, you won't pray. Now we have sent you the prayer, you won't download. Say do the communion, you will not do. Some of you, mom, dear, when you die, I will not pray. I will just, I will just bury you. Hey. And when I went to church today, the pastor was saying, no, 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 no. It's just a, a statement. You are not dying now. Because there's time to repent. Yeah, you have to change. Hey. You rather go looking for a random prophet. I don't want to go there. <laughs> Next week, I'll show you who is in hell. And you'll see that false prophets are there. Mm. <laughs> are you in the church or you have traveled? There is a power in the blood. Oh. Don't joke with it. Power in the blood. 
wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. And many, many, many times, you will see that just by invoking that blood over yourself, you are delivered from many things. Our nation is a very dangerous place. Hey, the church is quiet again. I said, it's very dangerous. You see, it's because we don't think far. That's why we are okay. But if you think far, you'll be too afraid to move. <laughs> Which day was it that we went to? BTC, Friday. I reached my house about 11, 11 something. It was past 11 when I reached my house. I got there. All of us who had gone, we said, Baba, you and those who dropped us turned. What we didn't know was that as they turned, some armories came and passed. Yeah. The time set of that armory was 12 midnight. And they passed by the house. They went down. Meanwhile, Dennis and Co. had driven out of my house quarter to here and quarter. What, what time? 11.45. 15 minutes before. Bakuko. Hey, master, your house is a very dangerous area. Look at where you are staying. You'll be calling my house a very dangerous area. <laughs> you better be serious. <laughs> now what? And they just went. One more house down. Down. Some guy with cattle. They wanted his cattle. Yeah, it was an inside job. Somebody knew he had sold cattle and wanted the money. Are you there? Yeah. And you see, you will sit there and start shivering. Hey, it's very dangerous. Then my advice to you is that leave the earth, okay? Because this Ghana in which we live in it. Hey. Sure. They stole phones. Have you seen the light pole by the kiosk? Just 10. Have you seen that one? You see the light pole by the kiosk? There, twice. twice. They have robbed people of their phone here under this light. Not a far light. Oh. It only stopped when one day the guys decided that the next one we will chase him and we will catch him and we will beat him. And when they heard the shout, they would run out this way. And the guy started running. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, media, I'll run. I will not stay in a dangerous area. Which part of Kumasi is not dangerous? Which part? <laughs> Which part? Where I was staying before I moved to where I am now. Just here. As soon as we moved and we carried our dogs away. Three days. They came to the next house. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, no, we're cool. You better understand the blood of Jesus. And you better take that communion. And you better learn to invoke the blood of Jesus over you. Hey. Don't take him for granted like that. I watch women going to get delivered. They will not even call their pastor, say a prayer for me. Then you go, John, 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 John. Go, Do you know the marriage attacks who are in that place that you are going? Do you understand the level of our carelessness? Hey, come on. Hmm. Push your neighbor and say, Lady, did you hear? Did you hear? <laughs> hey, hmm. number three. The blood of Jesus has supernatural power to bring you back from the dead. The blood of Jesus. Hebrews 13 and verse 20. Now the God of peace 
that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Through the what? Blood of the everlasting covenant. In other words, even if they get you, they cannot take your life away. Are you here? Yeah. Natural blood brings back life. Normal blood brings back life. That's why when you have an accident and you're bleeding a lot or you are sick, you have the kind of what? An ulcer that's bleeding, throwing up a lot, your blood is going. They give you blood. Why? Because blood has in it the inherent property of bringing back life. Do you understand? And in the same way it is in the spiritual realm, the blood of Jesus brings back life. Hey. You see, when you were an unbeliever, you were dead. Uh-huh. The Bible calls you dead. So you were walking, oh, but you were dead. Your spirit was dead. It is because of the blood of Jesus that has poured. That's why you have an alive spirit now. When you say that, ah, that blood that's been poured, it was shed for me. An exchange, a divine exchange happens. And you are alive in the spirit. Are you here? The reason why unbelievers are scheduled for hell is because the spirit is dead. And just like how you and I, no matter how you love your family member, no matter how close you are to them, when the person dies, you have to send them away from you. You can't say, oh, the way I like my mother, I'll live with her dead body in the house. You are not even allowed to do that. In the same way, when your spirit is not born again, no matter how much God loves you, he cannot live with you. He can only stay with you if your, if your spirit is born again. How is that spirit going to be born again? By acknowledging that the blood that you should have poured for your sin, Jesus has done it once and for all. All he needs is your acknowledgement. All he needs is what? Your acknowledgement. Please, Gideon and Pastor Danny, come back. Let's continue our story here. <laughs> so here's the pastor. He has paid me. Oh, eh, the man of God has left his momo. Or shadow. So he's paying his debt. He's paying. Mm-hmm. He's paying his debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please, there was 50 pesos on top. It was 0.50. I had the 50 pesos. Now for charges, look at home. He has sent. He says sent. What do you say? Sent. Okay. So he has sent it. He has finished paying. This guy can choose to reject that payment. He has paid me, oh. I've taken the money. Remember, he was owing me. I've taken the money. I mean, I've collected the money. Plus charges. So that when I, pray, when I go and cash it, it's pepepe. Then, this guy is walking. He sees me. He's running away. I say, oh, it's okay. It's okay. They are paid for you. They say, who has paid for me? I don't collect. I pay my own debt. You cannot come and be... <laughs> he can choose to reject if he rejects if he rejects it means that he must now pay 
If he rejects, he must now pay. When Jesus Christ came, as sinners, we owed. Since the only way I can let go of that sin is for blood to be shed. Jesus came along. He left who he was in heaven and came along. Ephesians 2. And he paid. The Bible says he didn't consider equality with God anything. He just left it and he came. And he walked around as a humble person just to show how it is to be us. And then he paid with the blood. Then you, you are there. They say, just accept the sacrifice. You say, oh me, I don't even understand. I don't know what they are saying. Then you must bring it to yourself. Oh. You must pay your own debt. God is waiting for your blood. Please, someone should bring me a knife. We shall start cutting. Hey, those of us who know that we cannot. We say, hey, you are paid. Thank you very much. Please, <laughs> they have paid my sin. But those of you, you are too wise. You are too smart. You are too rich. You are too clever. You are too something. So you say, that, no, 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 please. I don't like such free things. Tomorrow they'll come and then they'll be bluffing you. I'll pay my own debt. You pay your own debt. You pay your own debt. Your pride is costing you. Your pride is costing you. I say your pride is costing you. Your head that is on your head, can you add even one? Your height that you are, can you add even one millimeter to it? Hey, have you not seen how some slim people, they have eaten now, they can't gain weight? Some fat people, we have done forever, whatever. We have done, uh, names, you know. Hey. Eh? We have done keto, we have done what again? We have been drinking things. We have danced, now the fat is there. You can't even relieve yourself of one kilogram of fat. You say what? You're able to pay the blood. Hey. If you reject it, you must pay it yourself. As if you reject it. And some of you have rejected. You have stood in church month after month, year after year, week after week. You hear the gospel being preached. You hear it and hear it. Give your life to Christ. Be your life. Give your life. Give your life. What the hell? What the hell? Just say, you are in your own death. Your own death dying. But if you will accept it, then the acceptance of that blood brings life. What shows that there is life? Compare before and after. You know. I said, compare what? Before and after. You know. Yeah. Many of us that you see in church, we look like normal human beings. You have no idea how wild we were. Oh. You have no idea. I said, you have no idea. But because the blood actually works, that dead spirit is gone and life has come in its place. Oh, yeah. Me, mom, when I was on campus, the one thing I didn't like were Christians. Hmm. <laughs> you what? You think I came from there as an angel? You have no idea. You have no idea. Are you in the house? I don't need anybody to talk to me about the power of Jesus Christ. I know it and I feel it. Because I knew what I was and how I was. Oh, what are you saying? I would wake up in the morning. Oh, there's a difference. Plenty difference. I wake up in the morning. Saturday morning. At the time, he was not bishop. Like he was most of his people. They are downstairs. 
and they are doing dawn broadcast. And I'll turn and go and say, and I'll tell my room if they don't know and they knock the door, they hazak as well. Somehow they never knocked the door. Then I finished school and I was going to come back as a TA. Between finishing school and TA, I gave my life to Christ. When I came back to school, I said, The kind of dangerous people who are my friends, if I don't announce my change, I'll be drawn back. So I began when you enter my room, I said, Listen, things are not as they used to be. I've given my life to Jesus. I am a changed person. And I will never forget the worst of us were a gang of eight. The worst of us, her name was Vanessa. Vanessa looked at me and told me that if me, I can give my life to Christ, and yeah, there's hope for the rest of them. <laughs> I wanted to protest that you were the worst of us. Hmm. But it says something. And I'm saying to you that that difference, eh, it was the blood. It was the blood. It looks like nothing. But you test it and see. My dead spirit had come to life. The person who didn't like word, now I liked word. The person who won't go to church. My whole uh, four years on Legon campus, I didn't enter any church. <laughs> I didn't enter for entertainment. I didn't enter for anything. I didn't even know what was going on in the Christian. No, never. Never. No, oh, never. Never. Nothing. <laughs> Hey, the church is very quiet. Oh. <laughs> they are surprised, you see. I'm talking to you and I'm showing you, I'm just using my life as a testimony because there are so many repeated testimonies here. And I'm just saying to you that it's because that blood brings life. So it brought to life things that were not there. So from a certain kind of life that didn't like Christianity, I thought they were dull. I thought they were uninteresting. I thought they were very... That's why when you are done in church, I don't like you. Yeah, because they almost stopped me from giving my life to Christ. When I looked at the long face and the long dress and the face and the dress were one. Thank God. I believe in Jesus, but this thing I cannot at all. I don't know how I'm going to live and I won't smile again. I don't know how I'll live if I cannot be happy again. You know, because I didn't understand much. I thought it was part of Christianity. Then I met some Christians who were born again, but who were also happy in life. I said, oh, is that so? Ah, so it's possible to... That's how I gave my life to Christ. Yeah. But I'm saying that it's the blood that brought to life. The things it brought, they were not there before. My four years on campus, I never had the Bible. Now we can't Bible the other day. I'm not going to church. I didn't open the Bible. I didn't read the Bible. What am I doing with the Bible? Oh. Hmm, the church is quiet. But after that blood, it brought life. What was not there, it brought it back. It brought it to life. Suddenly, when I opened, I used to read my Bible like a storybook. Yeah. My old Bibles, if you see them. And I like every chapter. This one, greet this one, break down my trauma. Me knows my eye. Written things inside. Are you there? I'm just saying this to say that what was not there, it had been brought to life. I remember that every week I'll be waiting for meeting day. If I wake up, it's not meeting day. I say, oh, oh, I need a meeting day. I need a meeting day. Yeah. 
is the power of the blood. What is dead that is not there, that's what it brings alive. I didn't, yeah. I didn't particularly like people. People are just there. It brought to life a love of people. That's why some of you are blessed. You are, but I still like you. Yeah. Most of my favorite people in life are in this service. My blasty Musa, blasty, 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 but the church is quiet again. Yeah. My former self. Oh, I'll just delete you. Delete. Delete. But the blood of Jesus doesn't delete people like that. So it brought alive something. And you see what I'm saying? I, it is not special to me. Many of you are like that. If I start to tell you this my nice young man who is celebrating his birthday today, how he was when I first met him. Okay, today you are in church every Sunday organizing things, organizing church, organizing people, right? Something has come alive that was not there. True or false? You used to come to church once every six weeks. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just used to be my friend, but he was a very bad church member. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to describe the church member. And he came to the church because of a girl. Yes. Yeah. yeah, what? Yeah, you brought the girl to church, but she was more serious than you. You brought the girl, then you left. It's true, you see. Then you left. Hey! <laughs> serious, oh. But today, this same young man is planning that this Friday, he's going to stand somewhere. Where are you going to have the crusade? Where? Asafo. You're going to stand in the street at Asafo and have a crusade. It can only be because something has come alive in you. Yeah. Something has come alive in you. Are you in the church? Hey, the church is quiet again today. Yeah. You too, you have your story. I don't know what your story is. This man who travels with me and follows me everywhere, Kata, when I saw him in the church, I was afraid. I gave altar call. He was walking and coming. And I was looking. I couldn't see a single usher. I said, hey, this guy, who's this person who's coming, I don't know whether he's coming to answer the altar call. Is it for good or for bad? Is he coming to beat me up? Hey. <laughs> but you see, the blood brought something that was dead brought it alive brought it alive today when I'm looking for him they tell me that he's praying all the time that he's chasing his sheep all the time they tell me yeah that's the testimony that the people he stays with <laughs> yeah hey he is the reason why I like the song amen yeah we are singing. I mean, this guy doesn't look like a sing, somebody who will be singing. Hey, we had a meeting. He was singing the song with his heart, with his soul, with his. I said, Hey, the church is very quiet. <laughs> I'm just, you see, they are the ones whose story I know. You, I don't know your story. I don't know your story. Yeah. 
are you in the house I'm just trying to show you how something that was dead I mean I cannot imagine this guy gospel music I can't imagine it can't imagine it what he used to listen to Charlie stop he'll even recommend some spiritual music he introduced what he introduced the fragrance to fire when I started talking about fragrance to fire I said oh the whole album he has been singing it in the house I wonder if you used to sing as an unbeliever I wonder about mercy are you in the church? What am I saying? I'm saying something dead. And I'm sure you have your own story of dead things that the blood touched when you gave your life to Christ. Is the blood that got to work. And when it got to work, it changed something inside you. There were some of you girls, the only thing you cared about was dress, clothes, shoes. Maybe is it true or is it not true? Today, you are chasing sheep. You are chasing people. You are doing film stars. You are saying this. You are calling that. You are saying this one. You are saying something came alive. Something. Something came alive. Hey. Hey, man, stand back. The people you are mentioning, they are not perfect. You that you are asking me, coach, are you perfect? Please, we are a work in progress. We are not talking about perfection. We are saying something was dead. That is now alive. That's all I'm saying. That's all. I wish I could use your example. I wish I knew you enough to use your example. But you yourself, use your example to yourself. Some of you, the fact that you are sitting in this room on a Sunday morning, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. You empire. Sunday morning, you are in church. You. Please ask your neighbor, you empire, you are in church. Sunday morning. Sunday morning was for recovering from Saturday, Saturday's tense. Hey. Pastor Danny says that his death used to start on Thursday. Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night to Sunday. Hey. Are you there or you have traveled? It's true. He was an actor in the world too. I forgot that one. I'd forgotten. I don't know what your story is, but when you look, the blood has brought forth something. Even your desires have changed. What you used to like, you see that it has even changed. Yeah. You used to like some things. Now, dear. Now, dear. Not that you are perfect. That's not the point we are making. No. Everybody, we still have our struggles. But Charlie. Hey. Eh. Two weeks ago, Stahima sent me a text. I'm going to wait on the Lord. I said, This my child, she's a flighty girl. Girl, I mean, she's a girl. Today. Always bounce up. She's a girl. Do you understand when I say somebody's a girl? Ladies, do you understand when I say you are a girl? I think you know what I mean. You are a girl. Hey. Oh, come waiting. And she went to and stayed there and was sharing with me things that she had seen ahead. Hey, it can only be the blood. It can only be the blood. It can only be the blood. Bringing alive something that was dead or something that didn't exist. Let me try and finish. Hallelujah. Amen. 
The blood of Jesus has the supernatural power to overcome the devil. The blood of Jesus, it has the supernatural power to overcome the devil. Let's go to Revelations 12, 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they love not their lives unto death. The portion I'm looking for right now is just the first part where they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. One of my prayers for you is that you will one day meet somebody who is demon possessed and have to pray for the person. That is when you will understand that the thing is real. Oh, you don't understand what I'm trying to say. You read it, oh, they overcame by the blood. They overcame by the blood. But as you are praying for the person and you talk about the blood, you will see the reaction of the demons to the blood. And you realize that, hey, the thing is real. They will fight. They will beg, stop, beg, stop talking about it, stop. Say the blood of Jesus. You understand that it's a real blood. It's a real power. Are you there? It's able to overcome the power of the devil. There's a true story. I believe it was two years ago because it was pre-COVID. Probably 2019. Just one of our churches here in Atonso. A young man was I don't know if I should use the word kidnapped. You know when they want to do these, they are ritual things. Yeah. And he found himself carried away and he was put somewhere with other people. And he knew that this one dear, I'm dead. But he's a Christian. Understand? He's a Christian. And as he sat there, he said they'll come to the place where they were keeping them. He said there were girls in another room could hear them scream. And then the guys were in another and they'll come and they'll take you. This is we're talking about modern day. Kumasi. I thought you said it's only my house that's dangerous, your face. <laughs> Are you here? He kept on pleading the blood. He said, as he looked, he couldn't see. There was no way to come out. There was no way. Meanwhile, as a church, we had heard of his disappearance. And we were praying, Lord, where has this man gone? What has happened to him? And we're praying, days praying. Suddenly one day, he, he reappeared. And this is the story that he told. He said they put them in the room there. And every day, he would just be praying for himself, pleading the blood of the Lamb. Because he could see that when they take somebody away, the person doesn't return. Jesse. Then it was his turn. And when they put hands on him, it's the turn of this one, and they brought him. The person, the executioner, said, no, 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 we, we, we cannot, we cannot have this one. We, we, we can't, we can't, we cannot have this one. He said that they didn't, he had not risen up to say he's anything. Oh, he's just doing his prayer. While he was there, somebody blindfolded him and led him out of the place by the hand and brought him and left him at the roadside where he was eventually picked by a car and brought to a police station in Kumasi. Yeah. And the guy said that he believes that as he was pleading the blood, he became a sacrifice that they could not, they could not use. 
something that they could not use. And I'm saying to you that the supernatural power of that blood overcomes the devil. That is why as you travel, you plead the blood. As you go and you come, you plead the blood. As you wake up, stop shivering in fear. Push your neighbor and say, stop shivering in fear from today. I beg you, of course, you don't do anything foolish. You know what I mean. You don't say, oh, me, they have the blood. So me, I don't mind. I'm going to be walking down KJT at 3 o'clock in the morning. That's the Hey! <laughs> you know that that's not what I'm saying. But should it so happen that by virtue of a number of things you find yourself there? Say, the blood. Lord Jesus, I remember the blood. And I plead the covering of the blood as I go. He will reach your house, Pepepe. I tell you what, you will reach your house, Pepepe, because that blood overcomes the devil. The Bible says that when Jesus rose up again, when he came out of hell, he had defeated the devil totally. From today, understand what the blood is doing for you. Understand that the blood is what paid, and that's why you are free. And that you just need to accept it that you are free. Understand that that blood brings life. Understand that that blood fights death. And understand that that blood is above the power of any devil anywhere. I want you to stand to your feet. Hallelujah. I've just enjoyed having you preach with me, but just bend your head down this afternoon for a moment and just begin to pray. Thank him for the blood. Thank him for the blood. Thank him for the blood. Thank him. We're grateful, Lord. We're grateful, Lord, for the blood. One Lord of us. The blood that Jesus shed for me. Don't make it so slow. Way back on Calvary, the blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose. Oh, let's take it from the top again. The blood. The blood that Jesus. Shed for me way back on Calvary, the blood that gives me strength from day to day. Do you want to say for it reaches to the highest? For it reaches to the highest, and it flows to the deepest valley. Yeah. 
coming to church but you have not received that debt Jesus paid for you you come to church because you've always been to church and you even like church and maybe you even work in church but you know you need to accept it you need to receive the blood of Jesus Jesus himself said that except a man be born again he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven says that you need what you believe in your heart you need to confess it with your mouth in order to be saved and so this afternoon I want to invite you to receive that blood of Jesus and all you need to do is to say that you receive it that you accept it and that he is the savior of your life as every head is bowed every eye closed you want to receive Jesus as your lord and savior let me see your right hand just lift up your right hand God bless you. Just lift it. Just lift it. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. I see your hands. I see your hands. I want you to leave where you are standing. Just come to me. We're going to pray together. God bless you. Just come. To the Just come. You just accepted that that blood was shed for you. talking to somebody, your heart's beating all the time. And you're like, let's part this part, this part of the service. Let's pass it. Just come. Just come. You see, your friend shouldn't be talking to you at this time. You should be thinking about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Think about yourself. Are you born again? If Jesus comes now, are you going to heaven? That is the question. And if you are not sure, join us here and let us pray. Join us here, let's pray. Or maybe this is the first time you've really understood it. Feel free to join us. It's like, ah, now I understand. Now I can see what's going on. Okay, now I want to receive it because I understand. Feel free to join us. If you're standing here in front, let us pray together. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for your blood. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. I receive and accept it. And Lord Jesus, cleanse me with that blood. May I be clean. May you be the savior of my life. From now and for the rest of my life. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my savior. And you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for each one who's come to give their lives to you. I pray, oh God, that the things we have shared today will be true in their lives. May things that are dead in them come alive because of the blood. May they be preserved and protected because of the power of the blood. And may the devil run when he sees them because of the blood of Jesus. As we ask in Jesus' name, amen and amen. With all of me, I want to praise you.
We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-B-I-C. God richly bless you.